0: So I was like totally bugging. you like, really pretty. What, like a hard. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to She's Just a Girl, the podcast where us girlies are just hanging out, talking about life, and having fun. I'm Santi, and in today's episode, I want to share with you my experiences with cheerleading, both the good and the bad, as well as my experiences with body dysmorphia and having an eating disorder. Now, I know that these topics are very controversial and they might trigger some of you. So if you don't, if you're not comfortable listening to me talk about things like that, go ahead and stop this episode. I do not blame you cuz this this episode is full of some heavy shit but yeah i just want to get started with that so let's i think i should probably talk about how i got started with cheerleading when i was in 8th grade i remember walking through the halls and i saw a poster that was all about cheerleading tryouts for high school and at this point in time i had always dreamed of being a cheerleader I'll never forget it stems all the way back to when I was a little kid and I watched bring it on for the first time with my aunt who was also a cheerleader. I was like, like my jaw dropped to the floor because I thought cheerleading was the fucking coolest. And when I saw, you know, them throwing girls in the air and doing flips and all that, I was like, I want to be a part of that. And I never had that opportunity until that very moment. So I was going to take it. When I showed up to the first day of cheer tryouts, I was so fucking nervous. I had no experience with cheerleading. I didn't know what to expect. I was also the only boy there because, right, this was like pre-transition. And I was so fucking nervous because I didn't know how the coaches or judges were going to react when I told them that I wanted to do all of the dances I wanted to cheer with pom-poms. I wanted to do everything that the girls were doing. And I was very lucky because this was received like very positively and very well. Like I was supported fully in that. They were more than happy to teach me everything. And it just, it, it worked out for everybody. So after tryouts, I made the JV team, which like, of course I was going to make JV. Like I had no fucking experience with cheerleading. And when I tell you, my tryouts were awful. Like to be honest, I really don't even know how I got on the team because I had no dance experience. I didn't know that like I thought cheerleading was more like competition based, but I didn't realize like you have to learn like a million fucking cheers, you have to be able to tumble, which I had no experience with, and just all the different things that went in. I I wasn't expecting it. It was so much harder than I thought it was going to be. During the summer before I entered my freshman year, we had mandatory morning practices throughout the summer to really like learn all the cheers, work on all the band dances, work on the fight song, make sure that that was perfected. And this was all in preparation for cheer camp, which if you don't know, that's pretty standard Is cheer camp is always in the summer and you do a lot of practice before then. So you are well equipped or not even well equipped. So that's like the dumbest thing prepared that's the word I was looking for prepared for cheer camp because cheer camp is learning a lot of dances learning new cheers learning new stunts and I was so nervous for cheer camp because I didn't know what to expect everybody was making it seem like it was the hardest fucking thing and it was the scariest fucking thing and it like it just painted a picture in my head that oh my god I'm gonna get yelled at they're not gonna want to teach me the things that I want to learn and like I wasn't Going to be good enough to make it through that. But at Cheer Camp, it was so much different than I anticipated. It was so fun. It was all about like team bonding and, you know, really representing our school, learning how to have good school spirit. And the material they taught us, I fell in love with like right away. They taught us really high energy dances, super fun chairs, which like, honestly, the chairs were like, whatever, like, we'll get to that later, I think. But the dances were super fun. And that's where I got my first experiences as a flyer. Now, at this time, I was pretty small. I was only 14, like freshly 14. So I weighed maybe like 95 pounds. So it was very obvious that I was going to be a flyer, right? Like, who the hell am I going to lift up in the air? But it was so like full circle because not only did I dream of being a cheerleader, I always wanted to be the one that they were throwing up in the air, doing the crazy shit, the flips, the, the different flexibility, like all of that. That's what I wanted. When school finally started and I was getting experience with, you know, cheering at actual football games and doing the pep rallies and all of that, it was super fun and I really did enjoy it, but there came a lot of, not like a lot, but there came some backlash from the student section. And if you don't know, like I started high school in Rollins, Wyoming, which is super fucking tiny and honestly, like so fucking red, not even redneck, just fucking trash. Like the people there just suck. And like I remember one time very vividly, I was at a basketball game cheering. And some fucking kid in the student section kicked me and called me the F slur. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I'm just fucking doing my thing. Like, what? Like, am I bothering you? Like, get a fucking life. But after that, I think that's really when I learned, like, I don't give a fuck what people think about me. Like, if they have a problem with me doing what I'm doing, then they live a very sad life. Because we're in high school. Like, does it really affect you that much? Every year in Wyoming, un- until very recently, state cheerleading was always in March. It was the first Wednesday of March. And then the next Thursday, Friday, and Saturday were state basketball. And they did that because, right, we were all in Casper. Like, cheerleaders wouldn't have to travel back and forth. And it worked out. But my freshman year, I did not compete in state. My coach didn't want To make a co-ed routine with only one boy at the time which is honestly pretty smart because like we would have just been a joke but we also didn't know that i could have competed in the non-stunt category which it's so funny when i tell people that who are not from wyoming that we had a non-stunt category they're like what the fuck is that like why would you do that but here in wyoming like we don't have all those resources to have great stunts or to learn what's the word I'm looking for like really crazy tumbling advanced advanced tumbling and so I watched state and you know I watched the other boy cheerleaders there was only like three of us in the whole state but I watched them compete and I'm like god that like sucks like I'm the only one sitting out here by myself not competing And my mom raised hell about it. She went up to my coach and was like, why the fuck is Santi here if, you know, like he's not going to compete. I'm going to say he's right because this was back then. But I think that really kind of lit the fire under my ass that I had something to prove. And I didn't need to be just the best cheerleader that I could be. I needed to be the best fucking cheerleader ever, like in the entire state. I needed to be the best cheerleader. So after that, in the summer before my sophomore year, I worked my ass off. I was constantly practicing cheers. I was constantly stretching, like like putting my legs so far behind my head to the point where I was in so much pain, but I didn't care because I wanted the flexibility. I wanted to be so fucking good. And my sophomore year, I actually made the varsity team, which was – like a whole dream of mine, right? Because the varsity games were more exciting and varsity got to travel. So that was always something I really wanted to do. And one thing I really focused on was my jumps because I, this is like the age when like Tumblr was really huge. And I feel like a huge part of Tumblr was all-star cheerleading. So I would see these cheerleaders with their jumps, like hyper extended legs, literally above their head, and I would do ankle weights. I was constantly stretching. And I got really fucking good. Like, if I can find an old picture of my, the way my jumps looked, I'll I'll post it on the Instagram because it's fucking insane how high I was able to jump. And also sophomore year, you know, like I said, I had to be the best fucking cheerleader. I made All-American from with the National Cheerleaders Association. So that was really cool. And I was also the only cheerleader from my school to make Wyoming Allstate, which was so crazy because I think five of us tried out and only one of us had finished the entire tryout, like no mistakes, all of that. Me, I fucked up on the dance. I'll never forget that. I was so embarrassed, but somehow I was the only one. And that was so exciting for me because I think it really proved my point that I was a force to be reckoned with. Like I wasn't going anywhere because this was my life. So state competition of my sophomore year, I did compete, which it was really fun. And our non-stunt routine was so, I thought it was so great. I was like, there's no way this isn't going to win. We didn't win like, and a lot, we didn't even place because of a stupid deduction because this girl Her name's Sasha. I don't know if she'll listen to this. But she threw her sign instead of like placing it off of the floor, which like cheerleading is very technical. You can get points deducted for leaving a bobby pin on the mat. Like it's fucking crazy. But during that competition, I was watching all of the different routines, specifically teams that had co-ed routines. And I was thinking in my head, I'm like, you know What? If I'm going to take this seriously, like we have to move because I'm not going to grow as a cheerleader staying in Rollins, fucking Wyoming. And long term, I knew I wanted to be a college cheerleader. I wanted to be an NCA cheerleader. I wanted to go so far with this. So I narrowed it down to a few options. And the one I finally decided on was Douglas and I went up to the coach at State Basketball OS. So, actually, after the competition, and I just talked to her. I introduced myself. Of course, she already knew who I was. Like, I'm not, I don't want to be cocky, but like everybody who was a cheerleader in Wyoming knew who I was. And, you know, I talked to her. I asked her about their practice schedule, like their conditioning routines, if they have like good choreographers, like what, you know, like what goes into it. And Margot, the coach, she was so, receptive to me wanting to come over and I didn't want to say like I knew I had a guaranteed spot if I did make that move but I definitely did so I convinced my mom and it took me so long but I told her I said Rollins has nothing to offer us not even just me with cheerleading like us like Rollins is so small that there's nothing to do there besides do drugs get in trouble go to jail all that same shit. And I said, we deserve so much more than that. And one of my main argument points that I think really got my mom was that my grandma actually lived in Douglas. And if you know me, like me and my mom and my grandma are all the same person. Like my grandma, she passed away in 2017, but we were all the same person. We all had the same personality, the same laugh. We all talked super fast and I wanted to be closer to her, and I really used that to my advantage. So I convinced my mom that we were going to make that move and make it happen. After I made that decision that I wanted to move to Douglas, I, I and after I convinced my mom, I actually moved to Douglas before the rest of my family and lived with my grandma because I wanted to get a feel for the school. What And I wanted you know to be there for all the introductory meetings, for cheerleading, and... Learn like, you know, how the tryout process worked, which was so different because Rollins, we had an actual tryout and like people got cut. But in Douglas, it was a little bit different and there was no tryout because they couldn't cut people, but they assigned, you know, varsity and JV like throughout the season or or I guess throughout the summer, that way by football season came, you know, we knew who the squads were and my Experience there was honestly really positive. When I first moved to Douglas, like, I really didn't get any shit. Like, people were super nice, and I knew I was going to like it there. So, I moved back to Rollins during the summer because I needed to help my mom pack and, you know, get ready to make this move. And we finally made the move in July of 2013. When the season started, so this was my junior year, I was. Very confident because I knew I was a good cheerleader, but also so, I don't want to say scared, but yeah, maybe scared because Douglas is way more conservative than Rollins was. And I wasn't sure how I was going to be received, but to my surprise, like, honestly, nobody really had a problem with me doing what I had to do. Of course, there was those assholes in high school that had to make a comment, but like, again, I don't give a fuck, like fuck off, but I had... Really great experiences during my two years cheering for Douglas. We actually ended up winning state both my junior and senior year. And then my junior and senior year, I was also, I made All American again. And I also made All State. And this time I was the top rated, top rated, top scored cheerleader in the entire state. So I got pretty cocky at that point because I was like, I'm literally the best cheerleader in the fucking state. You cannot fuck with me. On top of that, some of the other highlights of my career in Douglas, we went to Dallas my junior year and competed at NCAA Nationals. We did horribly, but just the experience was so fun. And I remember having a breakdown because when we got on the mat and I saw that NCAA logo, I don't know, something just like clicked. It was like, I am cheering on the same mats that – some of the famous like cheer that I follow have competed on. And that was so fucking cool to me. My coach Margo was an amazing coach. She pushed me and pushed me because she knew I had the potential to be great instead of just good. And it, it came off. Very interesting. Like, so when I had moved to Douglas, I had absolutely zero tumbling. Like, I couldn't do a back handspring. I couldn't do any of that. And we had the resources, right, to be able to learn those skills. And every time I learned a new skill, while she was happy that I had that skill, she also made it seem like it wasn't good enough and she expected more. So that also lit a fire under my ass because I was like, I need to impress my coach. I need to make sure that I'm doing what she wants me to do. And I finally, I got really good at tumbling. I actually had a full at one point, which that's like the hardest fucking thing. Honestly, to me, when you're, you know, used to tumbling on dead floor, so not a spring floor, it's like throwing a full is fucking hard. I'm not going to lie. But that's one thing I really loved about her. She always pushed me because she knew what I wanted to do. She knew I wanted to be a college cheerleader. So she made sure that I had all the tools For when I went to college cheer tryouts, that I was going to excel and I was going to be great. And on top of that, she also took me to so many recruitment clinics for UW because I knew that's where I wanted to go. Like the college was going to be free. I had been working with UW since my sophomore year, like always going to these clinics. And she really put me out there. She helped me get my name out there. And helped me make connections with the coach. You know, we invited him to watch us cheer at the state basketball, or not basketball, state football championship, which was always in Laramie at War Memorial Stadium. And she really helped me, you know, build my application. She wrote great letters of, um, why am I blanking on that? Letters of, what's the word I'm fucking looking for? Anyway, like where she writes a letter saying how good of a person I am and all that shit. But after, I think after my second clinic my senior year with them, the coach pretty much told me, you know, he was like, I want you on this team. Like you're going to make this team. And that I was, I felt great. Like I have a guaranteed spot on this team that I want to be on. And I'm making my dreams come true. I'm making this shit finally happen even though I knew I was going to walk onto the team, essentially, I still had to go through the tryout process. You know, it was a three day thing. I actually ended up missing my senior prom to be in Laramie for these chair tryouts. And it's not something I regret. It was so fucking intense. We had to learn this super intricate choreographed dance that had jumps and a back handspring in it. Like it was fucking crazy, as well as We got to pick our own stunts that we wanted to showcase. And if I remember right, I think I did a full up stretch and then I did a switch up full down. I'm pretty sure. And I made the team, obviously, like I I knew I was going to. And then came the summer where we had these intense fucking two a day practices. Like I had never been so sore in my life from practicing cheerleading and it was crazy. Our coach expected so much out of us on the first day—skills that I had never even attempted before. But I pulled out of my ass somehow. And I remember during that time, while it was stressful to have those two a days and you know practice for cheer camp, which was in Las Vegas that year, it was still so fun because. We all ended up staying together, right? Like us freshmen had to find an upperclassman to stay with. And we all hung out and we would always go to McAllister's for our lunch breaks. And it was really great because I had a very small group of fellow freshmen who I was super close with. My The person I was most close with was my friend Kat. And we're still super close to this day. We actually ended up coaching together for three years And that it was just so fun. Like that was probably the best of my cheerleading career ever got. And honestly, after that is when the bad shit started coming. So now I want to kind of make that transition to talk about the experiences I had as a UW cheerleader. And I'm not like spoiler alert. A lot of them weren't good. A lot of that shit was bad. But I don't want to take away from the good shit that I got to experience. Since I pretty much walked on to the squad, there were a lot of expectations for me. One, because I was the first male flyer to ever be at UW. Like it was something that was so unheard of. And my coach, re- like, told me over and over, if you are going to do the dances and you were going to do the cheers and you're going to be a flyer just like all the other girls, you have to be the fucking best because everybody is immediately going to look at you. Like, that's where their eye is going to go. And it, it, it did put a lot of pressure on me, right, because because I was so different from all the other girls, I was always in the center. And the attention was always on me. So I was working my ass off to be the best at all of these skills and to make it happen to where I was going to be drawing attention in a positive way rather than be like, what the fuck is going on over there? Game days in Laramie are on another fucking level. If you know, you know. And if you don't, I'm going to tell you. So the entire state of Wyoming pretty much would always come to Laramie for football games, especially the super big ones. Like I think my junior year we played Oregon. I don't know if it was like, I think it was, I don't know, the Ducks, whatever school that is. But (laughs) it was fucking crazy. That stadium, the football stadium, held 30,000 people. And it was almost always full, every single game. And on top of that, we did pep rallies. We did, you know, appearances everywhere. And Laramie, like, is so focused on game day. There's always breakfast at the buck. People are always pre-gaming. There's huge tailgating events. And then, of course, you know, the game. After the game, everybody flocks to downtown. It was a whole fucking production. And it was so nerve-wracking for me because while I have performed in front of a lot of people, you know, state cheer, state basketball, all that, I had never performed in front of 30,000 fucking people. Like that was so crazy. It was, it was definitely a fun experience and I was scared shitless, but I don't know. The energy there was so amazing and I hate football. If I'm going to be real with y'all, I fucking hate football, but I loved cheering UW football games because of how crazy the turnout was after we did cheer camp over the summer, my coach made the decision that we were going to compete at the NCA Nationals, which was in Daytona, Florida. And I think when we started preparing for that was about the time where the comments about my weight and my body size really started hitting me. Now, don't get me wrong. Over the summer, my coach, he, he set his expectations very high and he let us know about them. And he would make comments here and there, but it was nothing compared to national prep. Like us flyers were weighed pretty regularly, like at least once a week, if not more. And my coach, like our weights were always recorded, right? And my coach never made a direct comment. And to be honest, I think this was more of a scare tactic to like honestly feel like shit about ourselves And want to be smaller because there were always comments made like, like he, I don't know, he had such a high standard for the way that we looked in the uniform, the way our makeup looked, our hair looked, you know, he always told us the uniform doesn't fit you, you fit the uniform. And he would line us up and in front of everybody tell you what was wrong with you and what he thought about the way you looked. And he would always make little comments like here and there about, you know, oh, the the skinny girls or, you know, like those are the mean girls, the pretty ones. And it's just like it fucks with you. Like when you're 18 to like 20 years old, life is so fucking confusing. And the last thing you need is a person in a position of power to be making comments about the way you look. I always remember, too, like whenever we were taking team pictures, he would be the first one to be like, suck it in. And even for us who were so tiny, we're like, I was sucking my stomach in. And what was I sucking in? My spine? Like, I don't fucking know. My freshman year, and we'll dive more into this in a later episode, but my freshman year, I was really sick. And I ended up having to leave school and cheerleading for quite a few months because I was having sick surgeries on my stomach. It was fucked up. Like I said, we'll talk about that later. But when I finally came back, I had gained weight because I wasn't being active for that long. I couldn't be active because my abs were literally non-existent they were cut open so many times. but when I came back, I had noticed or i had noticed i I knew I gained quite a significant amount of weight and mind you, like in the grand scheme of things, ten pounds ten to fifteen pounds is really nothing to gain, but in cheerleading, I might as well have gained two thousand pounds by the way I was talked to and made to feel I was constantly getting nagged at about the way I looked and how I looked in the uniform and it really fucked with me and I ended up like I tried my hardest I was like all right I'm gonna eat healthy I'm gonna work out more I'm gonna really be mindful of everything I'm doing and nothing fucking worked nothing worked fast enough to please my coach and it fucked with me so hard to the point where like I would look in the mirror and I saw a fucking beluga whale when, in reality, I think at this point in time, I weighed about like one one fifteen to one twenty, and i I might as well have weighed three hundred pounds the way that I felt that I looked, and nothing seemed to be working fast enough, so what made sense in my head was to just stop eating because if I wasn't eating and I was working out then I was going to lose weight. And it's like the weirdest justification when you go through this in your head, because it makes sense. It makes sense to you that you need to deprive your body of nutrition to be skinny, because being skinny is more important than being healthy. And your value to the team is related to how thin you are, how small you are. And it's so fucked up. But that was the mindset that I was in because – of the things that were being said to me and how it made me feel about myself. And I don't know, like once I started losing the weight, I noticed how much praise I was getting and how much positive attention and compliments that I was receiving just because of the way I looked. Like I remember, I think the first comment my coach made about it was like, he said something like, Oh my God, Santi, like your cheekbones look really good. Like, you look really good right now. What are you doing? And of course, I'm not going to tell my coach that I'm not eating. Like, it's fucking crazy. And my junior year, I I had always been an all-girl flyer. But my junior year, I wanted to switch over to co-ed. Because for whatever reason, co-ed got all the attention. Like, co-ed was my fucking, my coach's, like, favorite thing on the planet. And I wanted to make that switch because, I was feeling more like a favorite again because of how thin I was. So I went up to him and I said, hey, like, I, I want to be a co-ed flyer. I think I want to be, you know, I think it'd be a challenge for me. I think it'd be good for me. I think it'd be really good attention. And he looked at me and, like, with, I don't know, he just gave it to me so straight. He said, Santi, I, I just think you're too big to be a coed flyer. And at this point, I only weighed like 110 pounds, which was the least I had ever weighed in my cheerleading career ever. And I knew damn well that half the girls that were flying coed weighed more than I did. So what the fuck? Why was there this double standard of like, oh, they can be 120 pounds, 130 pounds, whatever. But God forbid I, a 110 pound girl wanted to fly coed like, what the fuck? So that even further put the message in my head that I was still not good enough because I was still too big. And, like, how do you deal with that at such a young age? So and that progressed my eating disorder even more. Like, I I completely cut off food. I You know, I've, of course, you have to eat every now and again. But when I did eat, I made sure it was like celery or pickles, like things with like zero calories. Right. But I, I was like, that's too much. If that's too much, like I need to cut it out entirely. And that comment destroyed me because I felt like, uh, like finally I was finally, I felt small enough. I felt that. And I wasn't, It, it was just really, really fucked up by the time that my senior year came around. I think I just came to terms with the fact that I was never going to be a co-ed flyer and that was fine because you know what I had an amazing stunt group my senior year the that it was probably the best stunt group I've ever had we were definitely really strong we could hit all the new skills we were always in the center and it was amazing so I was finally happy with that but with the weight loss it, it also came with more difficulty to do the same skills that I was always able to do. I think that the hardest one for me was tumbling because tumbling's fucking hard as it is, but when you have absolutely no muscle mass because you're not feeding your body, jumping up in the air, you know, flipping in the air is it's so much harder. Staying tight while your group is holding you was so much harder and it just made me work even harder to Prove that I could still do it, that I was still small enough that I could still be relevant and that my coach wouldn't replace me, especially because this was my last year of cheerleading. This was the last year that I was going to be able to continue doing what I love, to be able to fly, to be able to tumble, to be able to compete, because after that, what's next? There's really no future career path for a cheerleader outside of college unless you go into open division all-star teams which in Wyoming that's not an option. So I think I just really pushed aside like any pre or not pre like any idea that I couldn't do these things because I was so focused that I could because I didn't want to risk not being able to continue cheerleading. Now, while I did have a lot of shitty experiences um with you, Dub Chair. I also had a lot to be grateful for. One, I got to travel to so many places with that cheerleading team. I got so many good experiences. You know, my favorite uh, trip that we ever took was cheer camp my senior year. It was in Santa Barbara, California. And it was so much fun. And then, you know, we went to Anaheim that same year for nationals, and then we went to Las Vegas just a month later for Mountain West Conference. And it was so fun. I got to make friends with so many different cheerleaders from different schools in the Mountain West Conference. And I got to be a lot closer with the friends that I had made during my time at UW. It also, I mean, UW is where I started my transition. And it all started with my cheerleading coach. Now, as fucked up as he was, he had a a really good heart. And when I told him that I wanted to transition and we'll get, you know, my transition is a whole, whole other episode, but I was welcomed with open arms. I was fully supported by him, by my team, by the athletics department, everybody involved with UW athletics was more than supportive of me. I also made a lot of lifelong friends. I was so close with so many people. And I saw so many people come and go, but the people, even if they did leave, I was super close with them. Still, we all had that common experience of, you know, navigating life, navigating our first years of college, being on our own. We all experienced that together because we were around each other so much, you know, five days a week, if not six. And I really found a family in my cheerleading team. And and that's something I can never ever replace. You know, those are people in my life who are very important to me. I think another great thing that I got from my experience at UW was I became a great coach. And a lot of that right comes from experience. You like I had learned the ins and outs of cheerleading, like technique, safety, tumbling, all of that stuff. So because of those things that I learned, I was able to then take those experiences and share them with younger people. That way they could become the best that they could be. And also like Wyoming chair is very different from like any other place chair. Like Wyoming chair is honestly pretty basic, but I love teaching them that. I love teaching them the, the foundations of cheerleading because if I didn't learn that when I was in high school, I would have never been able to be a college cheerleader and not even to just count for my experiences at UW because even though cheerleading and the people involved might have like really fucked up the way that I saw myself I still learned so much from it and I still love the sport and I still have a passion for it I still watch state cheer all the time I watch worlds all the time it's something that's definitely going to be a part of my life forever and I think that the biggest thing that cheerleading taught me was confidence because before I ever started cheerleading I was a super quiet kid I liked to fly under the radar. I didn't like to draw any attention to myself. And I stuck to myself a lot of the time. I really didn't have a social life either. I would just come home and read a book. But (laughs) cheerleading really taught me like I was capable of accomplishing something And when I started getting really good at cheerleading, I started becoming really confident. But at this point, like uh, my freshman year, late freshman year, I also had a major glow up, like very Princess Diary style. I got a hairstyle that worked for me. I lost the glasses. I learned how to dress myself and I felt on top of the world and like nobody would ever fuck with me. And like I mentioned earlier, I started my transition at UW. And when I first started that transition, I felt like that little kid again that didn't want any attention, that wanted to fly under the radar because like, I'm not even going to fucking lie. I looked rough. You could fucking clock me so fucking fast because I, I hadn't been on hormones. I wasn't really feminizing myself. My hair was still super short at the time and I had to go through the whole like Justin Bieber phase, which was not fun. But once I started presenting more feminine, you know, grew my hair out, learned how to dress myself, all those things all over again. I felt so great. I felt so beautiful. I, you know, perfected makeup. I looked fucking amazing. And I was getting praise for that side of my appearance, which is like fucked up. But anyways, um, it felt great. And I felt like I could do anything that I wanted to do. And like I had mentioned earlier, I made a lot of lifelong friends. Now, with high school not so much. I, to be honest, I only talked to like four people that I went to high school with. One of them is literally my fucking boyfriend, but I keep in contact with two of the gals I cheered with in high school. And it's not like we talk every day, but we definitely here and there, you know, keep up with them. Like one of my good friends just got married that I cheered with in high school and very happy for her. And yeah, I don't wish them I don't wish any of them like any ill will. I just, I didn't like most of them. (laughs) Another thing I love about my experience with cheering in Wyoming is that so many of us UW cheerleaders, whether they, you know, cheered all four years or not, we all became coaches for Wyoming high schools. Like at state cheer in 2022, I remember at the coaches meeting, I looked around, I was like, holy shit, there's there's Allie and there's Sydney and there's me and there's Kat and just so many of us had been UW cheer alumni that it was fucking crazy. I'm like, we are all doing this. We are all sharing our love of cheerleading and Wyoming cheer with the young people of this state. And like that's so amazing. Like it's it's just all comes full circle, right? So many of us started our cheerleading in Wyoming high schools, and we went on to UW and then we came back to give back to the community that gave so much to us. I just, it was, it's amazing. And it's a great sense of community. I love all of the Wyoming chair coaches. I'm very close with a lot of them. And it's so funny because a lot of them, a lot of the coaches are still coaching. Like I knew them in high school, you know, so they've been coaching for like 10 plus years at this point. And it's, it's just so cool to see that. I think the last thing that cheerleading taught me that was really positive is I lost my fear of public speaking and performing in front of a crowd. It kind of goes hand in hand with confidence, but I feel like one of the things I still struggle with to this day is a fear of judgment and allowing myself to be vulnerable in a position where people are able to critique me or make negative comments about me. But at the time, I I mean, I feel like from then to now, I've definitely gotten way better at that, but it really taught me, you know, like if you are confident in what you're doing and what you're talking about, nobody's going to judge you for that. And as long as you, as long as you exude confidence, you could be saying shit that's absolutely wrong. But as long as you're confident saying it, people are going to, they're going to want to listen to you. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Thank you again for your patience in me actually launching the podcast. Life got fucking crazy and I really wanted to make sure that I launched with three episodes. That way I wasn't leaving listeners like a, a 15 minute episode and it was like, oh, well now we have to wait till next week. So hopefully I give you enough content. Um, I'm going to post another episode on Monday I'm so excited for that. Make sure you're following the podcast on all the socials as well as my social media. Everything's linked in the episode bio. And the next episode is going to be all about my experience and my journey with sobriety. Why I got sober, how I feel now, and how alcohol was a major part of my life that needed to be cut out. So that's next week. I will see you on Monday and I'll talk to you so soon.